Hare Krishna, Vishesh Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Yishodha Prabhu. My obeisances. And what's to you? Hare Krishna. So welcome, dear devotees, for this special evening and special edition of the uh, ISKCON of New Jersey Tawako Zoom channel. And it is our great pleasure and privilege and honor to have uh, His Grace Vishesh Prabhu here with us. <coughs> So, most of you already know Vaisheshika Prabhu. So, we're having this series for the next few days, honoring and glorifying His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. I'll introduce His Grace Vaisheshika Prabhu very briefly, and then we can uh, get started. So, Vaisheshika Prabhu is a disciple of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada, founder Acharya of ISKCON. From a very young age, Vaisheshik Prabhu has been very deeply inquisitive about spiritual life. And he came into contact with Srila Prabhupada through Back to Godhead magazine in 1973. And sometime later, moved into a temple to become a monk at the very tender age of 16. In 1986, he met his wife, Nirakula Devi Dasi Mataji. And they've been married for over three decades and are globally beloved as a spiritually potent team. He is serving as an initiating spiritual master in ISKCON. He's widely beloved and revered for his brilliant talks, practical advice, and deep, joyful enthusiasm to share the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with everyone he meets. He's one of the top book distributors in the world and has encouraged legions and legions of devotees, both regular householders and monks, to take it up regularly. In fact, I remember uh, when we started our book distribution project in Long Island, he personally told us how to create the smart book project and we set it up in different places and we grew our Bhakti Riksha just from that one idea. And it was so wonderful. That was back in 2003. And since then, you know, I've, I've learned so much from him. Um, and he's the author of this wonderful book. Uh, if you can see it, see, can you see it? Uh, this book called, our family business. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, this is a textbook that we use. It's called Our Family Business. It's a textbook on the glories of distributing books and how to do it. It tells of adventures in book distribution and different effective ways of uh, spreading this nectar. And it really pleases Srila Prabhupada very much. So I definitely encourage you to get a copy of this wonderful book. Uh, and so we are very grateful to welcome him for his first talk on this ISKCON of New Jersey channel. And he will be speaking about his dear God brother, His Holiness Bhakti Chau Swami Maharaj, who has very suddenly and abruptly left our vision yesterday. Uh, so kindly, Vaisheshika Prabhu, 
please enlighten us with your wisdom and share your memories of Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Thank you very much, Prabhu, for your very kind and generous introduction. And uh, I'm very happy to be here with all of you today. The balm for the heart in times of intense separation is the association of Vaishnavas. So thank you very much for inviting me. I look forward to being with all of you for a, wh a while this evening. And uh, first I will offer some uh, prayers in Sanskrit. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Viditandena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadahmayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavam Cha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Sadvadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatrubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Garadhara Shivasari Gaura Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Gora Premanande, Haribo. The whole Vaishnav world, especially, of course, within ISKCON, is feeling bereft and rocked by the disappearance of His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami, who is beloved to all the members of ISKCON and other Vaishnavas all over the world. In this lifetime, obviously everyone at one time or another feels separation from a beloved member of the family or a friend. But when a Vaishnav leaves the world, there's special import. It feels deeper, and it is deeper, because Vaishnavs 
are Krishna's representatives in this world. And we get an opportunity to see them, to associate with them, and to feel Krishna's presence. And when they leave the world, we also taste what we've heard about, the pangs of separation, which are not ordinary pangs of separation, but it's actually the way in which we taste spiritual separation when we feel separation from the Vaishnavas. And for those of you who are so intimately connected with Maharaj as disciples, the feeling is unique as this, the relationship between the guru and the disciple is something that is arranged by the internal energy of the Lord. And therefore, there will be many mysterious and very deep feelings that come into the hearts of the disciples. And of course, as Maharaj's godbrother, I also am feeling heartbroken. I remember my first meetings with him in Calcutta when I was a brahmachari and I stayed for some time in Calcutta and I had heard about him and he was spending time in Rainy Park in Baligand. The BBT office was there and he was translating all of Srila Prabhupada's books into Bengali. And I went over there with a friend and went up to meet Maharaj and saw a place of intense work and sacrifice. You can feel it sometimes, can't you, when there's a, a yagya going on and the energy is palpable. And uh, I remember him uh, coming to greet me at the door and seeing that he was an effulgent personality, as far as physiognomy goes, which is something mentioned in the Chaitanya Charamrita, there's a way in which the physical features of a person tell us something about their character. Um, Maharaja's countenance was always pleasing gentle, kindly. And he was, as I remember him the first time, effulgent. I had so much appreciation for Prabhupada's books at that time because they had saved me and I wanted to meet the personality who was translating them into Bengali. And that's a samskar in my memory of seeing him there at that time. And subsequently, at other times when I met Maharaj, I, in summary, recently, in the last actually 12 hours, and trying to think about 
the characteristic I noticed about him most from the aggregate of my meetings with him was that he had a natural propensity uh, to enthuse others. Of course, when I was speaking with my wife in Nirakula earlier today, and I was, uh, we were remembering Maharaj, people were sending me pictures. Sometimes I had, I had f meetings that I had forgotten that I had had with him in various places, like at Govardhan and at ISV when he visited. And then it was jogging my memory, and I said, oh, I was telling kind of a history, and I said, he always used to encourage me. Privately and publicly, he would encourage me. He would say uh, things that would were deeply inspiring. Um, and she said, <clears throat> did my wife, I think he always did that <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> I think he was encouraging to everybody. And I thought, yes, that was his um, forte. It's not a forte that everybody has. Because unless one is soft-hearted, and as, as Rupa Goswami mentions the gradations of devotees in the Upadeshamrita, Krishneti yasya giritam manasadriyeta dikshasti chet pranati bhishcha bhajantam isham shushushaya bhajanam viknamananyamanya nindari shunya hridamipsata sangalabhya that the the topmost devotee, he says, doesn't have within his heart or her heart the propensity to find fault with others. In fact, this is something Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur talks about when he mentions that some people are so expert at fault finding that even when there are, are no faults at all in a person, somehow they are, they're able to find a fault. And in an, op in an opposite way, the Vaishnava who is in the topmost position is able to find good qualities even in someone who doesn't have any good qualities. <laughs> Adosha Darshi, it's one of the names of Lord Nityananda. Uh, he doesn't see faults. He sees good qualities because a person who knows Krishna's potencies and who's aware of the fact that Krishna is within the heart of every living being, such a person sees the potential of everyone and is very eager to encourage others. In fact, it's mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam in a verse made famous by Srila Ishvara Puri, of course, all the verses of the Bhagavatam are famous in and of themselves, but he relayed a verse to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at the time of his initiation, describing the process of advancement in bhakti, when he said, Evam And that is that a person who's chanting Hare Krishna finds that his or her heart begins to soften and then to melt. Druta means melted. Chitta means the heart. And then such a person is no longer 
concerned with worldly affairs or how he or she acts in public. In fact, it's mentioned poetically that a person may chant, dance, cry, roll on the ground in ecstasy while thinking of Krishna, actually seeing Krishna and so forth. But in the, in the commentaries, it's mentioned that not all Vaishnavas show such external symptoms of ecstasy. They withhold them. But then Madhvacharya says there are two symptoms that all Vaishnavas who are advanced exhibit. One of them is steadiness in service. Because you can't fake steadiness. It's not something that you can show as a, a one-time or two-time display. Steadiness means that you have this abiding enthusiasm that keeps you on the track reg uh, regularly, always. And the second quality, said Madhvachari, is that when a person has a, a pure heart, that Vaishnava has a speech that is called Mukya Prasadad. It is, the speech is Prasadam. The words are for the benefit of others. On the other side, when a person has malice within the heart or is harboring, harboring some envy of other living entities, when such a person speaks, Krishna tells Uddhava in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, that speech can act like a spear and pierce the heart of another with harsh words. Or just by the very vibration, because sound carries consciousness. Maharaj had this purity of heart that he was drawn to encourage others because he saw the potential in each person. He knew Prabhupada's and had deep abiding faith in, in what Prabhupada had given and in Prabhupada himself and in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna and the Holy Name. And therefore, he had absolute certainty that each person that he met would be best served by taking to Krishna consciousness and practicing in that way. And when someone is himself or herself practicing Krishna consciousness with such conviction and then speaks to others words of encouragement, it's very potent. And I can attest to the fact of being the recipient of this encouragement from Maharaj several times and thinking back, even one dose of such encouragement can last for a whole lifetime. Words spoken by someone who's elevated in Krishna consciousness, a God-brother, who then takes the time and deliberately goes out of his way to say something to encourage one. This is a potent medicine that moves away a lot of hesitation and something that one can recall various times uh, throughout life. So, Maharaj had 
some dealings here in ISV in the very beginning time. It was the wild, wild west here. Is this center at Iscon Silicon Valley started from just a little band of brahmacharis that came up from Los Angeles in a van and said, let's put a flag down here and start a center. And as everyone knows, when you start an organization anywhere, there's storming, then norming, then forming. And there was a lot of storming in the beginning. And it was sweet, but it wasn't well established. And all the devotees here have memories of Maharaj coming here around the beginning days of Iskand of Silicon Valley. And he invited several of us to uh, be a part of the the film that he was making about Srila Prabhupada. I got to act as a, a reporter at the airport greeting Prabhupada uh, when he came in. And this, uh, thinking about this, reminded me of Maharaj's steadiness. Who can sit in a room for months on end and translate and render the most important books in the world into another language. And it's also interesting that Prabhupada's native language was Bengali. He rendered it into English, and then he had Bhakti True Maharaj render it back into Bengali. <laughs> that is very intimate work. And that requires an extremely mature person to be able to take on such a project. And I guess that's what I'm remembering when I remember seeing him in the doorway at Rainy Park, that I saw a competent person uh, who was enlivened by the yajna and who was fully absorbed. And then, of course, later on, all the projects that Maharaj took up were hefty projects. The, the filming of the video about Srila Prabhupada was a huge project. It required moving crews all over the world, casting, filming, producing, distributing, and so on. And then, of course, building Uchain, which is a major project in ISKCON, a landmark project. And then the Dalen project, which he just started recently, but is on track to be another enormous project which will have far-reaching effects uh, in ISKCON. So you can also judge the potency of uh, a Vaishnav by the way that uh, he's able to expand the infrastructure for preaching and then invite thousands of people to come and take part in the Krishna consciousness movement, which he did. How do we process these feelings when such an important leader among us suddenly leaves or when our spiritual master leaves a beloved god brother 
Well, in the history of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we see from the example of others that, of course, there are mixed emotions. In the pastime of the passing of Haridas Thakur, if we hadn't seen how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates had dealt with the situation of Haridas leaving, it would be hard to know the etiquette. But just a few verses from the Chaitanya Charamita that I've selected here will just give us a, a little inkling of the mood. And it was that Haridas Thakur had informed the Lord that he didn't want to stay to see the final pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and that he desired to give up his body. He was also, was Haridas Thakur disturbed that he couldn't finish his rounds. And after he left his body by will, Kaviraj Goswami writes, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave this benediction. Anyone who has seen the festival of Sri Haridas Thakur's passing away, anyone who has chanted and danced here, anyone who has offered sand on the body of Haridas Thakur, and anyone who has joined this festival to partake of the prasadam will achieve the favor of Krishna very soon. There is such wonderful power in seeing Haridas Thakur. Mahaprabhu continues, Being merciful upon me, Krishna gave me the association of Haridas Thakur. Being independent in his desires, he has now broken that association. When Haridas Thakur wanted to leave this material world, it was not within my power to detain him. These are the words of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the passing of the great Acharya Haridas Thakur. And I particularly noted that anyone, says Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was present for the festival, for watching his passing, for the last rites and so forth, he says such a person will receive spiritual benedictions. So it's very different from the idea we have in the material world of someone's passing being very inauspicious. But we have mixed emotions, as I said, because how do we go on with the feeling of separation from such a leader and one who encourages us so much just by example and just by being on the planet? It's so frequently that nobody wants to take the hard jobs. <laughs> managing and being responsible because everything comes down on your head and you have to deal with everything and there's no right answer oftentimes. Maharaj dealt with that. He, he did work not just in translating, not just in building temples or accepting disciples, but also as the chairman of the GBC. It was very difficult work. And then uh, how, do we, how do we fill that gap? We feel, now what do we do uh, without his presence? 
And um, Mahaprabhu says, being merciful upon me, Krishna gave me the association of Haridas Thakur. So when we get the association of a Vaishnav, we can take it that Krishna has favored us. In fact, Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says that before you see Krishna, you'll see a Vaishnav. Just as before you see the sun, you'll see the sun rays on the horizon. That comes first. So you know if you've seen a Vaishnav, then soon you're going to see Krishna. So the auspicity of any time with a Vaishnava, in fact, even a fraction of a second, sadhu sangu, sadhu sangha, sarva shastrakoi, lava matra sadhu sangha, sarva siddhi hoi, one can get perfection even if one associates with a Vaishnava for a fraction of a second, what to speak of having an opportunity to be in the same venues or be associated with such a person more intimately as a disciple or as a god-brother in service, uh, what will be the implications? I was thinking today, Prahlad Maharaj, excuse me, Narada Muni, when he was a child, he had Vaishnavs living in his home for several months. And this was the foundation for his spiritual life. I was also thinking that His Holiness Bhakti True Maharaj, and he joined the movement 1976, I believe, he had Prabhupada's very intimate association for one year and since then has been serving in separation for 43 years since that time. And uh, what an example that is. And what an amazing um, circumstance also, how he was recognized uh, by Srila Prabhupada. We only saw it happen a couple of times that Prabhupada gave someone first and second initiation immediately and then uh, very soon after that, sannyas. I think Gorgovindamarj was a similar circumstance. Very rare, but <laughs> Prabhupada knew a Vaishnava when he saw one. <laughs> he understood, you know, when he, the difference between <clears throat> those who were becoming purified and those who were already ready to to lead take leadership positions and he acted accordingly and uh Solinus Bhakti Tru Maharaj's circumstance he immediately uh, started taking very intimate service among the leaders of the movement and was very close to Prabhupada so we can feel fortunate that we had some time with a Vaishnava and what is that feeling where we feel bereft, we're heartbroken, we have a lot of thoughts, uh, how could Krishna do this to us? Uh, why did it happen? Second guessing and so forth. And it's a very um, mysterious uh, process. We don't know uh, how long we'll have the association of, of of the devotees. We don't even know how long we'll be here. But one thing's for sure. We heard we heard from Ramananda Roy when he was asked by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what is the greatest suffering in this world? Ramananda Roy's answer is telling. He says, 
I know of no other suffering in this world other than separation from the Vaishnav. So in one way, if we have that feeling, we're fortunate. It means we have the association of Vaishnava and we appreciated it. Not many people have that. Manushyaram sahasreshu kashyad yatati sidhaye yatatamapi sidhanam kashyim mambeti tattvataha Krishna says in Gita, not that many people are interested in spiritual life at all. And of the ones that are interested, very few come to the rigid path of practice and out of those, there are very few that come to know me in truth. So if we're feeling separation from someone that knew Krishna in truth, who is fully surrendered to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and to Srila Prabhupada and to spreading Krishna consciousness, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says here, being very merciful upon me, Krishna gave me the association of Haridas Thakur. And then he says... Being independent, he took it away. There's a, a more there's a walk on, a, which uh, an Indian man is telling Srila Prabhupada that somebody in the Gaudiya Math was disparaging Iskon because he had uh, shown a newspaper article about uh, there being some trouble in Japan with the devotees. And one of the devotees was there, present on the walk, and was explaining to Prabhupada, actually, we didn't get kicked out of Japan. And Prabhupada said, that is all right. He said that this person is criticizing because he says we were kicked out of Japan, but, uh, but actually, at least we were there. And then he said, one day a man told another man that I have lost 10,000 uh, rupees. And the other man said, well, at least you had 10,000 rupees to lose. <laughs> I didn't have that. <laughs> so the fact that we've, if we feel any modicum of separation from Maharaj, it means that we're fortunate, that we had something. And it doesn't mean that we've lost it, because when a Vaishnav, when we get the association of Vaishnav, in fact, I was thinking, so much of it is the anticipation of when we're going to see uh, such a personality again. And we have this idea that, well, it'll be sometime. That may or may not be true, even when the person's on the planet. But when they leave, then we think, oh, we may never see them in person. And then I was thinking, even when we meet somebody in person, it, it's not always the way we thought it would be exactly. Maybe there's not that much time. The person, you know, has to... It has to go somewhere. We don't get a lot of time to sit and talk and, and uh, associate. But there's so much um, mentioned in the Shastra about the ways in which we <clears throat> associate with devotees through their example and especially through their vani. Uh, Prabhupada writes in the Chaitanya Charitamrita just a couple of sentences that give solace. This is from the Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi 135. If there is no chance to serve the spiritual master directly, a devotee should serve him by remembering his instructions. There's no difference between the spiritual master's instructions and the spiritual master himself. 
In his absence, therefore, the word, his words of direction should be the pride of the disciple. And I just thought about my experience when Srila Prabhupada left. I was in New York, 340 West 55th. Um, we had been, um, Pragosha and I had been going to the airport every day to distribute books at LaGuardia Airport. And we were all praying uh, that Prabhupada would stay. Prabhupada told us the prayer to say, saying, my dear Lord Krishna, if you so desire, uh, please let our spiritual master stay. Thank you for considering our request. And the day that Prabhupada left, we came back to the temple and heard that he had gone, and there were kirtans. We had some um, other... Uh, ceremonies uh, that evening and stayed up very late at night and the next morning I remember uh, Pragosh came to me he woke me up early and said of all days this day we have to go on Sankirtan and I knew what he meant so we got ourselves ready and we drove to the LaGuardia airport and I was frankly stunned I didn't know what to think or do or how I would uh, go on without Prabhupada being on the planet. And I remember walking down the long corridor to my spot at the airport, going up the escalator. And I had my little perch there where I'd stay every day to distribute. And as soon as I stepped on that little area with my foot, I immediately felt that now I know I'll never be separated because I'm going to go on doing the service. And in the service, Prabhupada is present. And this is what Prabhupada is teaching here, that we will be heartbroken. We are heartbroken. But we have had the association of Maharaj, and we also heard his instruction. Whatever the disciples heard, they know what to do. And by doing that, there will be connection and a feeling of solace. This is for sure. This is an eternal principle because it's a spiritual relationship. So basically, I'm speaking just a few thoughts about my remembrances and connecting them to some basic principles within the Shastra. But I think it would be really helpful if some of you would like to ask uh, some questions to uh, expand the conversation. There may be nuances to the idea of how we deal with the Vaishnava leaving the world, or anything that you'd like to ask that you think will make this a, uh, a deeper conversation. Is that, Madan Gopal Prabhu, is that yes, loud on this forum? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, 
So if there's any questions or comments, you may uh, either use a raise hand feature or you can uh, place uh, your question or comment on the chat box here. Um, so Prabhu, while we wait for a question, I had uh, something that was on my mind uh, that's particularly difficult. Uh, you know, sometimes there is a philosophical understanding that of course the soul is eternal and Guru Maharaj is always with us, but there's a very jarring and shocking effect of him leaving and us coming to terms that we may not be able to approach him with questions anymore and things like that. Um, and so how do we deal with that abruptness of it? And uh, I understand grieving is a big part of it, but then sometimes it can actually be so deep as to impact us possibly adversely. So perhaps you can give us some guidance on how we can uh, cope with it and perhaps minimize the adverse effect of this uh, very tragic and abrupt uh, situation. Oh. The adversity that comes when a Vaishnav leaves is a kind of glorification of the Vaishnav. There's such a foundational effect from somebody who has implicit faith in Krishna and who's willing to take risks to spread the Krishna consciousness movement, takes a leadership position, and then suddenly leaves. In, in, on one side, there, there are no immediate remedies. And that's part of the glorification of such a person. That, uh, that feeling of what do we do now? Uh, it just goes to show how important and, and potent they are. And then we can keep that memory of the importance of a, uh, somebody who's surrendered to Krishna and is fully engaged in Krishna consciousness. What an import that has. I mean, it's mentioned in Shastra that the only reason the world goes on is that such personalities are walking the earth. And when they leave, of course, there's going to be some kind of feeling of either internal uh, disquietude or even chaos because such a person left. Um, at the same time, the grieving process is a way of healing. When you cut yourself, you, you take some time to heal. It, it's not that um, you just can ignore it. We have a physical body. We have a, we have a subtle body. And when we're jarred like this, then it takes time to heal. And the, the grieving process is part of that normally in the world. But for Vaishnavas, that has even deeper meaning. And that is, we hear about the feelings of separation that one that devotees have for Krishna in their very advanced states in their relationship with him. And it may seem or remain on a philosophical level. In other words, I may not have fully realized that. But I feel that when we're jarred like this, and we allow those feelings and observe them and see just how deep uh, we can feel. Sometimes it's mentioned that we become hard-hearted in this world. And that sort of jarring experience can shake something loose. 
oftentimes it requires something major for us to move to another level. Uh, there's a in the Muir Woods Park with redwoods. It, there's a, a placard that talks about forest fires and how beneficial they are. When a forest fire is happening, it seems like the whole world's finished. But actually, it creates new light that comes in and so forth. So and nutrients for the soil. So traumatic experiences, of course, we can recover from. But uh, how they're to, to make sure they're not adverse. That we should uh, hear from the from the Srimad Bhagavatam. How do devotees deal with separation? And what is the proper way that to do that? Uh, what did Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu do when um, he was dealing with devotees leaving the world? It shows here in the pastime of Hari Das Thakur, and there there are many other examples. So we can we can uh, entertain, and we should fully explore and allow for for the grieving process. But if we also see it in terms of the depths of the ways that we can feel and compare that to uh, what devotees feel for Krishna in very advanced states, we can have an inkling for, for uh, what devotional service feels like at advanced levels. It looks like there's a few coming in here on the chat. There's a... There's their hand earlier, Hansa Priya, followed by Mitravinda, and then we have a couple in the chat as well. And Shamhari Hari raised his hands too. So we can start Hansa Priya, go ahead. Hi Krishna Prabhu, Hare Krishna Vishishika Prabhu Pranams. Hare Krishna. So Prabhu, I was like this morning I woke up with a void in the heart and and it just seems like uh, you know, losing Srila Prabhupada disciples now quite more often, it kind of makes you feel like how are we going to move forward? You know, we have the intellectual understanding and we have some examples, but when it comes to the practicality, it's just a daunting task to even think. Or is this something that happens when we lose someone dear to us? Or is it something that is just going to we continue to feel this more often? Well, first thing is Priya. You won't do anything else but move forward because what else do you know <laughs> except to go on doing your service? So, you know, it's not that uh, when a Vaishnav leaves and we become heartbroken that we stop our service, but we rather take shelter of it more and, and enter deeply within it. And we can recall all the Vaishnavas go through this because we're living in a world in which we're told constantly there are going to be abrupt changes and devotees are going to leave the world. And there are songs written about it in separation. And that is a, one of the ways in which we uh, plumb the depths of, of the uh, sentiment that we have for Krishna, the real sentiment that we have for Krishna. And in time, we accommodate that, and there's a way in which the Shastra talks about the disappearance of, for instance, the spiritual master when the, when the guru leaves. Then we start to notice what effect he had on us. It's, it's harder when 
uh, you um, are in the association of the guru. You depend on him for all the for answers, and so he'll handle it. But when he leaves, then you have to see, okay, what did he say, and what a, what did I get from him, and now how will I enact that and bring it out? And that's how we go forward, and that's how we actually mature. And in any uh, growth process, there there's always some sense of struggle. Otherwise, uh, there's not much growth in any discipline. There's always some way in which we have to suffer or struggle in order to realize the next level. Hare Krishna. Om Tat Sat. Mitravinda, and then uh, after Mitravinda, we'll go to some of the chat. Um, Hare Krishna, uh, Prabhu, please send my obeisances to Shri Srila Prabhupada. Um, thank you. Thank you for speaking tonight. Um, I wanted to uh, ask briefly if um, you would speak perhaps on, you know, the process of grieving at this time for uh, Bhakti Chiruswami's um, direct disciples, uh, uh, also friends, followers, and um, Shiksha disciples as well. Um, and in regards to, um, you know, all hope not being lost because of the change of the relationship and moving forward, um, how they can connect to him perhaps. Uh, thank you for your very important questions. Devotees associate by Dadati Pratigurnati Guyamakyati Prachiti Punkte Bojayate Chaiva Shadvidam Pratilakshanam Shadvidam Pratilakshanam. There are these exchanges of love that go on between one devotee and another, and it's it's very helpful at this time in grieving that we grieve with others. Uh, spend time uh, with other devotees talking and kuyam akati prichiti. We find in Srimad Bhagavatam when Vidura and, and uh, meets Uddhava and they begin talking about Krishna and uh, Krishna's family and so forth and that they'd already left the world. Vidura knew it, but it was a he didn't want to even say it, but then Uddhava brought it up and started talking about it. And they talked back and forth. They processed it together and spoke about the, the incidents and what it meant and so forth. And it's very helpful for uh, the devotees to uh, be uh, exchanging love between each other, um, give gifts, uh, ex exchange uh, realizations about what you're going through, talking with devotees about this, and then referring to uh, what other Vaishnavas have done and how it's been done. And, you know, what we're doing right now, we're talking about it. This is part of the process, really. You know, we're discussing it from from different angles of seeing and feeling. You'll have, uh, you know, devotees, Jayadwaita Maharaj will speak and Giraj Maharaj will speak, and they all have, you know, skin in the game <laughs> they've been through a lot and when you hear from somebody it's like okay they're alive in fact they're not just alive but they're you know they're stronger than before and, and it's not that they ever lost the feeling of separation from their guru or their god brothers and sisters 
and other Vaishnavas, but that's made them more whole. It's it makes them who they are. That's what the f- flavor you feel from a mature Vaishnava is. He or she's been through a lot, and because they're in Krishna consciousness, they're they're taking it in and they're feeling something deeper. Uh, th- that a resp- sense of responsibility to practice Krishna consciousness, and then they're also feeling that they're following the footsteps of sh- such devotees. I see all the time pictures in the homes of God brothers on all altars of senior God brothers who have left, who have been mentors, and of and of of course of disciples. And then there's. Obviously, when a great Vaishnav leaves, you don't know what's going to happen. I mentioned that before. That's uh, it, it leaves a void, and there's always some kind of turmoil every time. And so if we know that, we expect it, uh, and we take it as a kind of glorification that um, you know something happens when a, a person of great import leaves uh, that uh, it glorifies their, their stature, their position. And the other question you had, there was two parts. I forgot the second one. Oh, I'm sorry, you're on, you're on mute, but I think you said that was enough. Okay, Hare Krishna. Thank you, Mitravinda. There's a question from Gopika Kanta. Although we can understand that Srila Prabhupada and Krishna had their independent plan for Maharaj, and we are too small to understand the divine big picture, it feels a little faith-shaking that not just our personal prayer, but millions and millions of intense prayers seem to be ignored. How can we protect our faith under these circumstances? Well, you have to you have to wait to see what Krishna's reaction is. First of all, we should understand through through the eyes of Shastra, like Gajendra. He mentions in his prayers that he says, "I can't figure this world out." because it's too confusing. I don't know what's happening here. Therefore, he says, I'm going to depend on the opinion of previous acharyas, and I'll just follow that. And so then he goes on to say that the Lord's never inattentive to any living entity. In fact, he's been fulfilling the desires of every single living entity since it's a time immemorial. Not only that, he's... uh, He's the most benevolent and uh, perfect moral agent. There's no flaw in Krishna whatsoever or his plans or how he um, reciprocates with other living beings. So if you start from that premise that he hears your prayers, they're registered, and now now we have to see how will he perfectly answer the prayers of everybody. And... It's usually never in the exact way that we thought that he would answer our prayers. I may ask for a certain thing, and I have it in my mind that this is how it should manifest. I mean, Brahma sat down at one point being frustrated with the way the universe was going, and a boar came out of his nose. Nobody saw that coming. And in the same way, when we pray to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he has... uh, inconceivable ways of answering our prayers. So the idea that um, we asked for one thing and apparently something else happened is uh, we have to be patient and we also have to see that Krishna's will answer our prayers and is answering our prayers in perfect ways which are beyond what we can imagine. 
Thank you. I think we have time for a couple more questions. Uh, from the chat box, we have Anandarupa Devidasi asking, when a karmi person leaves, there is a waiting period of 13 days before he gets his next body. In case of Vaishnavas, does he go back to garden immediately or after some time? Well, Prabhupada, uh, when Jayananda Prabhu left before Prabhupada, he wrote a letter and he said, he, he quoted Bhagavad Gita. He said, if you are thinking of Krishna at the time of death, then you go back to Godhead. If um, you weren't, then you go to the heavenly planets, come back in a Vaishnava family and so forth. So when Prabhupada answered these questions, he, he left it up to Krishna and Shastra to say. Other places in Prabhupada's books, he writes about going back to Godhead and says that we uh, generally take a birth, uh, those who are advanced Vaishnavas, in a place, in a universe where Krishna is performing his pastimes, and there we get trained up, and then from there we're transferred back home, back to Godhead. So the answer is, it's in Krishna's hands, and he uh, deals with each devotee perfectly. There's no exact stereotype. Question from Sri Krishna Purushottam Prabhu. Uh, go ahead, Sri Krishna Purushottam Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Vajashkar Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Prabhu, I just remembering when I heard that news, Prabhu, uh, you and His Holiness Bhakti Charumara shared the in Cow Culture Conference, Prabhu. Uh, uh, so I, it's, it's uh, all of a sudden this happened, Prabhu. I was uh, unable to digest it. So, uh, of course, uh, Shastric evidence is there, Prabhu, but how to, um, that emotion part, Prabhu, how to make that, uh, and <laughs> as soon as I remembered, Prabhu, Maharaj saw the cow there when we did, did the go puja, uh, and Maharaj said, this is not a cow, this is a bull, right? I said, yes, Maharaj, <laughs> I told, then he, Maharaj invited the next day to the hotel and uh, encouraged, uh, I mean, she gave so much time, Prabhuji, and, uh, I mean, I was very deep shocked yesterday. Uh, I said, uh, can you uh, have any, uh, like, you know, uh, enlighten us, Prabhuji, on that? Like, to uh, uh, get away from that shocking news. You're deeply shocked because you're a soft-hearted Vaishnav. <laughs> and you're attached to Vaishnavs. And uh, shock is part of the process of um dealing with this allow yourself to be shocked and pray to krishna and go on chanting Hare krishna we're never separated from krishna or the vaishnavas because of the transcendental order and he brings us together by his will and then he separates us temporarily by his will also and it's for our advancement but while we're feeling this feel it you don't have to stop the feeling you should you should glorify the feeling because it's for a Vaishnav and appreciate it that you have such feelings. You're a sentient being. That means you have sentiments. And when those sentiments for a Vaishnav, then it's the perfection of sentiments and it's purifying. And it's appreciated by Krishna that you love the Vaishnav enough so that you felt shocked when he left. Thank you for that memory and for the photos you sent about that, that cow conference. 
Thank you, Prabhu. Do we have a uh, time for a few more minutes, Prabhuji? Uh, about to go another 10, 15 minutes. Uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, enthusiastic interest in uh, Is it okay? Sure, Prabhu. Whatever uh, uh, the, you know the protocol is, I'm happy to yeah, comment. And the devotees are very uh, uh, interactive, so I think it'll be very wonderful. It'll be nice if, if we could spend a few more minutes. So there's a couple more questions. There's two more questions that are kind of the, almost the same question from the chat box, Ram Vijay Prabhu and Nidhi Gupta Mataji. So could you please share some practical tips on how we, the second generation devotees, can support each other through crises like these based on how when Shila Prabhupada left and all of you, our guiding beacons, supported each other? Well, one thing is we didn't all support each other, so don't do that. <laughs> I mean, there, were, there was a lot of chaos after Prabhupada left because we didn't know what to do, and we didn't know how to handle it. It's, it's a different movement now. We do have a lot more experience about what happens when a, a devotee leaves. Of course, Prabhupada was the founder of Charya, and he was our only light at that time. And now we've expanded in many different ways and have a, a lot more experience. So one thing is follow Maharaj's example. One thing I always noticed about His Holiness Bhakti True Maharaj was that he taught everybody uh, from his position as GBC and his disciples to take shelter under Srila Prabhupada and under Srila Prabhupada's movement, and he did it himself. In fact, even in, in the last days, what I heard was that when Maharaj went in to, to the hospital, he was not at all uh, worried about leaving his body for his own sake. He was no, no fear at all. But that um, there were others who were very eager for him to take every measure uh, for him to, to try to save his body from this virus. And he deferred to them. He said, if you want me to, then I'll do that. And that was his mood. That's a mood of advanced devotees. They cooperate because it's not so easy to cooperate, actually. It's easier to be independent. We're all independent souls. We have our own volition. You, especially if you're a powerful spiritual personality, you could just break off and do whatever you want and people will still follow you. But for the sake of unity, proper... Um, Prabhupada said, uh, cooperate together and so forth. And Maharaj always did that. I always saw that he was insistent upon his followers and he would preach to everybody. I remember from the ILS meetings and the GBC meetings, he was always emphasizing that and he showed it by his personal example. So what we can take from it is be careful of the lessons of the past um, and uh, follow his example. Be uh, find ways to make things, find solutions and way, make, find ways to cooperate and work together to carry on whatever missions um, uh, Bhakti Tru Maharaj was, was, um, had initiated within ISKCON and do it cooperatively. Thank you, Prabhu. There's a question from uh, Bhakta Priya Mataji. Go ahead, Bhakta Priya Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank Hare Krishna. Jai. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your realization, your experience. Um, you gave example. Um, for example, if we cut ourselves, uh, it takes time to heal. And same same thing with emotional uh, trauma and wound, which many disciples experience right now. 
in one hand we know philosophy that vapu if we follow vapu it's we're not separated from maharaj but is it appropriate right now to throw shlokas and philosophy at the grieving uh, disciples or better to first give some psychological support before giving some philosophical um, base for them well they may be one and the same I mean, my experience from reading the Bhagavatam is that it gives such a soothing psychological help that it's unimaginable. I, that's one of the reasons my faith has deepened in the in the Srimad Bhagavatam. It deals with every single human emotion in ways that are inconceivable because how do, how does Bhagavatam know to deal with every single psychological movement of the human being? And know how to address it and and give proper guidance. So taking shelter of scripture and and vani is a kind of psychological help. In fact, we'll notice this in daily life. Uh, we're we're constantly oppressed by the mind and by the circumstances that are beyond our control. And if you pick up the Bhagavad Gita and you start reading, then suddenly you actually feel solace. And this was Arjuna's experience after Krishna left. We follow his example. Krishna had left. He was bereft. He lost his power. And then he, what did he do? He took shelter of Bhagavad Gita. It's so, such a, a, a you know, soothing balm to hear Krishna's words. And then we remember, oh, I'm not really separated because the Vani's there. That's the experience of Vani. So the, the, both are there. You know, kind, loving care uh, I remember when my um, my father died. I was in Vrindavan, and I was stunned. And I walked down the stairs in the MVT, and there was um, Druva and uh, Samapriya were staying there. Say, what happened to you? And I said, my father just died. And Samapriya, you know, without any protocol, she just hugged me, you know, and said, you know, there, there, like I was a little kid or something like that. And you know, that really helped. And then there was some. You know, rough and tumble Brahmachari walked by and he, and he said some conciliatory words that were very sweet, you know, and I remembered those. I always thought these, are, you know, these devotees are good hearted devotees. So we have that part, but it's not that Shastra won't help us. It, it absolutely will. So both things are there. When devotees come together, then they can process by hearing and chanting together and then discussing, you know, how do you feel and, you know, and supporting one another. That will be very effective, actually. Thank you, Prabhu. We have a question from uh, Nilmani Prabhu, our temple president. Nilmani Prabhu, go ahead. <coughs> Hare Krishna, Vaisheshika Prabhu, Mahindra Pranams. Mind to you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna, all glories to your service. Thank you for such a wonderful um, class and glorification of Maharaj. Prabhuji, one of the things that's been bothering me, um, not just since yesterday, but for the last one, two weeks since Maharaj has been in this terrible situation and something I am having trouble reconciling, is that, yes, you know, Vaishnavas are going to depart, they're going to depart. Um, but in my experience, Vaishnavas always have a really glorious departure in the midst of devotees, in the midst of, you know, in 
submerged. And I know Maharaj was hearing Harinam and so forth, but I'm just having trouble reconciling the fact that he was in a hospital bed with ventilators and tubes and all of these kinds of things. And, and maybe he was suffering physically and pain and so forth. And I can't kind of understand how Krishna would let that happen to such a beloved devotee and servant of his. And I don't know how to, how to you know, resolve that. Thank you for such an important question, Prabhu. Um, I had numerous conversations with God Brothers last week as we were processing what was happening and seeing if there was anything more that we could do and so forth and had the good fortune of talking a couple of times to uh, His Holiness Radnath Maharaj when we were discussing the same. And I can tell you what uh, came out of our conversation with that exact question. And that is that the, the send-off, the big send-off that uh, devotees give for a, an advanced Vaishnav are really for, the, for the, those who are sending off the person. In other words, we want to be there to glorify that person to the last second and, and send off such a Vaishnav. And, and we get the benefit by seeing such a person, you know, leave the world. And the chanting, and even the, the rituals of uh, putting Tulsi and water and so forth. For a devotee in the stature, stature of Maharaj, uh, he, he really doesn't need that. Uh, he's already in a, a connected state with Krishna and is, you know, it's just a matter of Krishna deciding uh, what's the next uh, service he's putting them in. It, so it's not that Vaishnavs suffer in such a condition uh, uh, or uh, absolutely need everybody to be there at the same time. And that's one point that is uh, um, important. And another is that there is no stereotype way in which Vaishnavs leave the world. Uh, they leave by Krishna's arrangement. And I saw the, the program this morning, and it was absolutely glorious. And it, it really moved my heart just to, just to see the, the transcendental frame of a Vaishnav that has become spiritual because of the, the soul that was there who is fully surrendered to Krishna. And then the chanting that's going on and that what's coming from the hearts of the Vaishnavas as we see them, it's heartrending. And again, that's one of the ways in which we've become purified and we realize the, the absolute importance of every second in life. And so Krishna has different ways of arranging for Vaishnavas to leave the world. And so much of it is for, for the rest of us who are here watching the situation unfold and and our hearts going out to the to the Vaishnavas and so forth, but there there is no smooth, easy, easy way in which, or a stereotyped way in which you know everyone leaves the world. It's always shocking when a, when a great devotee leaves the world, and you know we'll see that our feeling separation from Maharaj in that situation. My feeling was it extended our feelings and our hearts in a way that was unusual. Uh, 
you know, thinking about him and chanting from wherever we were. And remember, it's the transcendental system. We're never actually separated uh, physically. There's a way in which we're connected on the, from the internal energy. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you for your question. I think we have uh, probably enough time for one more question. Hopefully it's quick. Uh, Avantika has a question. Go ahead, Avantika. Hey, Krishna Maharaj. Hey, Krishna. Um, so I know like in some scriptures, it mentions how the pain of passing away is compared to like the bites of like a thousand or however many thousand scorpions. And I was wondering if pure devotees like um, Maharaj or in general, are devotees exempt from that pain? Does, do, do they not feel it because they're so like elevated or does Krishna remove that pain? Again, it's not stereotype in the, in the Madhurya Kadamani. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says that some pure devotees change their body the way that you would lose a chudder that was on your shoulder and not notice that it had flown off. And they seamlessly move from one body to the next. Others may go through some uh, you know, painful process, apparently, but it's, um, it's purifying uh, you know, in the end. But it, it really depends on each individual situation. I know Jayananda Prabhu, when he left, um, I think Rameshwar Prabhu was with him and told about how when he left the world, uh, the last uh, day or so was seemed to be that he was in excruciating pain. But at the same time, he was giving all his strength to chant and he had Prabhupada playing uh, right next to him from a tape recorder and so forth. And um, all the different junctures of this life, you know, coming out of the womb is a traumatic experience. And then leaving the body again is traumatic. But after all, for Vaishnavas who are fully trained, Krishna says, yatanto yoginas chainam paschantyatmane vastitam yatanto pyakritatmano. He says that, if you're trained in, in all this, then you see what's happening when you're leaving the world. And it's not uh, frightening and disorienting and everything like that. And for those who aren't, that, that, then it becomes a very bewildering kind of situation. I saw Sudama, I was with Sudama when he left the world. And he, you know, it, it was very, um, he was very deliberate getting ready to go and then he, he you know he gradually uh, the life ebbed out of different senses and he just departed so it's different you know in all different circumstances but uh, the Vaishnavs who are very advanced uh, don't experience suffering in the sense that others do because suffering comes from the mind and they're able to separate whatever bodily experience is going on Prabhupada when he left Obviously, his body was uh, would give an ordinary person pain, and Prabhupada uh, had some pain, but he didn't have any suffering, and he went on doing his service to the last minute. Thank you so much, Vaisheshika Prabhu, for spending so much of your valuable time with our group. And I want to thank all the devotees who joined on the Facebook uh, streaming as well as YouTube streaming. And we have another ISV YouTube streaming. So we had 
at least 250, probably 300 connections and multiple devotees per connection. So thank you all dear devotees for taking your time to hear this wonderful katha from Visheshika Prabhu. And it has uh, given some solace. I believe if Shamhari Prabhu, I believe he wanted to say a word. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still online. Uh, you mentioned Shamhari Prabhu. Try to, yeah. Shamhari Prabhu, uh, are you still online? Uh, would you like to, uh, I think you had wanted to make a comment or a question. Please go ahead. Am I on? Yes, Prabhu, go ahead. We can hear you. Sorry about that. Prabhu. Please accept my obeisances. Mine to you, Prabhu. I have a, I'm getting very much trouble with the thought that under the adverse condition, Maharaj decided to come to New uh, to USA, but when I see he was giving lectures um, in uh, Ujjain in India, he was giving almost eight to ten lectures every day, and uh, also when he came over here, he gave two lectures, very important lectures, and one was about Prabhupaji, how he left the body, and second, how he spread the Krishna consciousness. All those things tells me that Maharaj knew in his heart that he was going to leave the planet. I can't get over that fact that, uh, you know, a Vaishnava of his caliber, the highest Vaishnava, he would not know within his heart that he's going to leave the planet. I just can't make me, I can't somehow solace me that he didn't know that. Well, we do know that Krishna knows, and uh, Vaishnava may have an inkling or may know or not know. Up to It's up to Krishna. But, you know, Maharaj left on the morning of Guru Purnima. Yes. He left on Guru Purnima. There's all kinds of days he could have left on, but he left on a, a very auspicious day. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll remember all these things. They'll become more prominent as you know, we think about how he lived, what he did in his life, all the words that he spoke are recorded, uh, all the projects that he started are ongoing, all the disciples that he made are you know, holding on to his mood. And the impact is, is uh, indelible and will go on and on and on. And even the, the, the ways in which he left uh, we'll, as we have more perspective and, and we're able to uh, look at it more carefully, we'll start to see uh, what a glorious thing it was. Vaishnav's life is glorious in every way. So anyway, who can say now uh, what he had an inkling for? But all these things in context will have more and more meaning. The last, I thought it was uncanny also. I agree with you. The classes that he gave... Uh, just the last classes. I mean, yeah, it's just very, I could just say uncanny. Hare Krishna. Thank you. And, and uh, I also wanted to add to that, it's, it's so unusual that, okay, Guru Purnima morning, but that evening was uh, so a lunar eclipse. So it's like he, he timed it even not just the day, but even the timing was so impeccable that, you know, he didn't do it during the eclipse. It was in the morning time. It's the most auspicious hour. It was like, uh, you know, pre-planned for a long, long time. It's just so amazing. 
and auspicious from every angle. I, it just blows me away to just think about that. You know, it's uh, the Lord uh, does work in amazing ways. Um, so thank you once again. Thank you, Shama Hari Prabhu. And uh, thank you, Vaisheshik. I wanted to uh, to uh, acknowledge the presence of some other, you know, proper disciples on this channel today. Uh, His Holiness Jadweta Swami Maharaj in the audience, Shamikrishi Prabhu from India, Brahmatirtha Prabhu, Purushata Prabhu, Mother Vegvati, Mother Swarga from Alatra, Apura Prabhu, Mother Kamalini, and I'm sure there are other Prabhupada disciples across on the other different platforms that we have and on Zoom. Uh, just this is something that I noticed. So thank you for, for gracing our event. I want to thank His Grace Yeshoda Dulal Prabhu for, for being the lightning rod of this channel. You know, he brings all the energy from the different wonderful speakers and channels it into this Zoom channel of this kind of New Jersey. Thank you, Yeshoda Dulal Prabhu and Nilmani Prabhu for being the foundation of our building as a temple president. And, um, and I, I think we'll have a special uh, chance to uh, say a quick Hari Bol to Vaisheshika Prabhu in just a moment. I'll open the... Uh, ability to say a quick greeting. I uh, just wanted to announce our upcoming speakers uh, again as we continue our glorification of His Holiness Bhakti Charuswami Maharaj this week. So we had uh, the kickoff, uh, we started yesterday and then we continue today with Sheshaka Prabhu. Tomorrow we have His Holiness Jaydweta Swami Maharaj on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Um, he, he Swami Maharaj is in Tuako physically and he's been the anchor of our channel for those three days a week. On Tuesday, we have His Holiness Giriraja Swami. And on Thursday, Mother Krishna Nandini will be uh, also t uh, talking on a very important topic on the importance of what man should, a person should know about the time of death. Uh, followed by Goranga Prabhu on, Satur on Saturday. And Saturday morning, we have His Holiness Sachinandan Swami kicking off uh, a lecture series and then on Sunday, we have His Grace Radhika Raman Prabhu. So please uh, do connect with us. Uh, more details are on this kind of NewJersey.org. So thank you once again for joining. I would like to pass it on to Nilmani Prabhu for final word of thanks. Uh, and then we'll open it up for all the devotees to say a quick greeting uh, to uh, Vaisheshika Prabhu. Thank you, Nilmani Prabhu. Go ahead. Vaisheshika Prabhu, I'm eternally indebted to you for accepting this invitation at such incredibly short notice and uh, just coming on our channel and giving all of the devotees both in our local yatra as well as the extended community of ISKCON and devotees all over the world in fact who have joined um, some solas and some practical ways in which to process this very um, difficult uh, time, if you like. So um, thank you, thank you so much for uh, making that sacrifice for us. I also wanted to acknowledge that at least, you know, I, I see the ISV community that you have inspired and led for all these years as, you know, that uh, ideal, um, Krishna community where everyone is so surcharged to preach and distribute Prabhupada's books in so many ways. It's just mind-boggling to me how you're able to accomplish all of that, you know, and, uh, and just energize. You have so much energy that you just diffuse it um, so widely and to all age groups from little kids to every age group within the community. So I, I just hold that in awe. 
kind of thing. So, and not only do you work through the people, you somehow manage to uh, uh, and kind of uh, encompass all the technologies, all of the modern technologies to uh, uh, preach the message, whether it's uh, the internet or, you know, uh, whatever ways you can find, you creatively channel them into, uh, into uh, distributing Prabhupada's books and you know, preaching his message. So, um, you know, um, one day I hope and pray that you will come to our community here and give us a little, little tiny drop of that inspiration that we can also get a little bit of that energy within our whole community and uh, do something significant. So thank you again so much, Prabhu, for joining us today. Hare Krishna, Nilamani Prabhu. I'm deeply touched by your words. I'll take them as benedictions upon my head. And it was an unmitigated pleasure being with your, with all of you today. And thank you for having me. It's a, it's a such an important process to come together and um, discuss these things. And um, I, I definitely um, feel edified by the whole process. So thank you for having us. It came just in the nick of time. We're, we're pretty blue around here as is, are all the devotees all over the world, and this seems to be some of the medicine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. 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 Awesome answers. Thank you, Vishish. Hari 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 Hare Krishna Hare Not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, hey, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman.